0: The big underlying piece of what I've done here is try to, A, eliminate friction, B, solve some inventory problems where I've got a room and I'm paying for the lights and the people and the everything and I don't have that many people in seats, and also try to get people reconnected with each other in real life versus looking in their phones.
1: Welcome to Improv is No Joke podcast, where it's all about becoming a more effective communicator by embracing the principles of improvisation. I'm your host, Peter Margaritas, the self-proclaimed chief edutainment officer of my business, The Accidental Accountant. My goal is to provide you with thought-provoking interviews with business leaders so you can become an effective improviser, which will lead to building stronger relationships with clients, customers, colleagues, and even your family. So let's start the show. Welcome to episode 64, and today my guest is Chris Shire, the founder of two companies, Madison and Fifth, a marketing agency, and Join My Table, a new platform for prepaid group dining created to encourage community and increase our time spent in real-world conversation. She is a Pittsburgh native, but has called Columbus, Ohio her home for about 25 years. Chris's professional life is about creative ideation, problem solving, and connecting people. Her personal time is spent in her home art studio and kitchen, where she is observed very carefully by the Rocket, her 14 pound Pomeranian life mate. Rocket is convinced that Chris is hiding some of the scraps and just needs to know where they're located. Our discussion focuses around her newest business, Join My Table, which is a fascinating and very unique concept. I'll let Chris tell you more about this concept, but it's about bringing community together over dinner for some good conversation without the use of a smartphone or tablet. This could be a group of your friends or your team from work. But the real gem here is bringing a like minded community together to make new friends and have some good conversation. When we recorded the episode, Find Your Table was launching the very next day. She is testing the concept in Columbus, Ohio, but has plans on expanding it once some initial feedback is received and the edges are smoothed out. Breaking news. Find Your Table is off to a great start. Guests have had great experiences with the Low Country Seafood Boil and the food adventure with Chef Max at the Whitney House and the Grand Diner at the Avenue Steak Tavern. I put in the show notes links to their YouTube video of the Low Country Seafood Boil and their Facebook page. They would love for you to watch the video and follow them on Facebook. Before we get to the interview, I'd like to talk about Listen, Learn, and Earn. I've partnered with the Maryland Association of CPAs and the Business Learning Institute to bring an exciting new learning opportunity for accounting professionals to earn CPE credits. You can earn up to one self-study CPE credit for each completed podcast episode purchased for only $29 through the Maryland Association of CPAs and the Business Learning Institute self-study website. The podcast episodes are mobile-friendly. Open your browser on your smartphone, tablet, or computer. Go to the MACPA BLI self-study account and listen to an episode. Take the review and final exam while you're working out or after listening to an episode on your commute to and from work. It's that easy. While all selected Improv is No Joke podcasts are available on my website, only those purchased through the MACPA BLI self-study website are eligible for CPE self-study credit. You can get detailed instructions by visiting my website at petermargaritas.com and clicking on the graphic, Listen, Learn, and Earn, Improv is No Joke podcast, on my homepage. I hope you enjoy this exciting and flexible new way of earning CPE credit. Okay, with that said, now let's get to the interview with Chris Shire. Chris thank you for taking time out of your hectic schedule to spend some time with me today on my podcast.
0: I love having breaks in the action like this because it gives me a chance to recenter and rebalance. So thank you for having me.
1: Oh, and this is this conversation is long overdue because you were the one who finally pushed me across the line to start this podcast, uh, about a year and a half ago. When after you came for dinner and and, and we had talked about the podcast because people have been talking to me about a while about it, I, I I looked to Mary and I said, "All right, she's pushed me over the edge. I'm going to go for it," and, and I haven't looked back since. So thank you for that.
0: Oh, I'm so glad. You know, it's really and truly, it's wonderful when people will take that initiative. You know, when when you encourage somebody along the path of communicating what they know for other people, it, it benefits, the ripple effect is amazing. So I'm really, I'm glad that you took that leap and, and it's gone so well. I can't believe it's been a year and a half. That's crazy.
1: Year and a half, and the and we just celebrated the one year uh, anniversary uh, at the end of June. So I'm into I'm into the second second year of this, and I've, I've had a blast the whole time. I, I had no idea what this was going to turn out to be, but it is it is tenfold whatever I ever anticipated it to be. So thank you once again. Well, excellent, excellent. So in preparing for today, I I, I was thinking about. What? Where can I find some more information out about you? I, I always like doing my research. Or one of my research places is going to LinkedIn.
0: That's called cyber stalking. I just <laughs> want to make sure that you understand. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. Yeah, yeah I, I'm I, okay with
1: that. Because I, 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 I'm actually saying it live that I'm, I'm cyber stalking you, but for all the good good reasons. And. and <laughs> On your LinkedIn page, you state that you're an entrepreneur and devoted champion of all things food, beverage, and guest experience, and you had me at food. <laughs> can, can you go into some detail on, on what do you mean by that? You know,
0: I when I was growing up in Pittsburgh, um, we were always a very get-everybody-around-the-table kind of family. I remember from my very, very young years, my father had five siblings, and every Sunday night. We would go to my grandmother's house, and she was a fabulous cook. I still, to this day, have recipes in a thing that she, a binder that she put together for me, of all of her best best of Mary Shire. I called it the party. I mean, that's what I referred to it as when we were um, when I was growing up. It was a table just filled, big, large. They were a fortunate family. It was a very large table and it was cacophonous and fabulous and the food was wonderful and it really made an impression on me, uh, the connection between food and, and getting together with people. And as I transited through my life, her recipes, my mother having given me my first book as a child was a, a little Betty Crocker cookbook for children <laughs> kind of thing. And I learned the basic practices of mise en place. I didn't know that that's what you called it when I was seven, but you know, getting everything in order so that you can do a really good job of moving right through the recipe and cleaning up afterwards and all the rest of that. So cooking was always a big thing for me. I loved it and I loved cooking for other people. And weirdly, you know, fast forward decades later, I'm in this digital marketing business running an agency. And uh, one of my best and biggest clients for the last 16 years has been Cameron Mitchell Restaurants, the amazing restaurateur, um, Columbus native who's done a phenomenal job of spreading great food all over the country. He's now coast to coast with his Ocean Prime concept. So I watched, you know, 16 years of watching him run this business and and having this wonderful front row seat with all these incredibly talented chefs and equally talented and amazing hospitality people led me finally to this place where I, there, there was no place to go other than to express my deep love affection and passion for this idea of food and gathering than to do this startup thing so Really, the intention of what I've landed on here comes very much all the way back to that Sunday night, are we going to the party, <laughs> <laughs> which was every Sunday night, to how can I make everybody get to have a party whenever they want to? And so that's that's kind of the backstory of the passion and the food piece.
1: So Join My Table is the uh, digital age that you have created. and, and uh, we're recording this, and this app is by the time you listen to this, it will be out there live uh, it's actually launching the very ne- tomorrow and, and one of the questions I, I, I had for Chris uh, in this creating this experience is join my table because when I look at my cell phone and I look at these apps, I think, well oh, they just showed up I, I don't really really put the thought on how long has it taken from inception? To becomes a reality. And I thought that'd be an interesting question to hear your perspective on how long has it taken from from the idea to tomorrow?
0: Well, you know, the idea interestingly is five years old. It was a concept that I had that needed to be smoothed out in certain ways. And, And I had taken it to Cameron that long ago and said, what do you think about this? And he said, oh, I love this. And I guess we should share with people that what, what the concept is. It has evolved to be this thing, which is a way for restaurants to allow people to find really cool off-the-menu dining experiences that they can prepay for online. Everything's included, the tip, the taxes, the credit card fee. So if it says it's fifty dollars, that's all you're paying. You pay for it online. invite your friends and family, whoever your your workmates through the um the application, and then, Show up at the restaurant and just have a great time. And you don't have to open your wallet again. You don't have to check split. You don't have to worry about figuring a tip because there's always that person at the table who's like, I don't like her. And I think it's 5% for the (laughs) job. This is the agony of server life is, you know, oh, I've got a big group. Is everybody going to play by the rules, you know? So we eliminate all of that, which is great for servers. And um, one of the things, the business problem that I was trying to solve with this was to make sure that restaurants were busy on nights that aren't necessarily busy nights. Now, some of my participants and partners in this, the restaurants, are choosing to do these tables, is what we call them, on busy nights. But they also have the opportunity to drive additional incremental revenue straight to the bottom line on a Monday, Tuesday night when it may not be that busy. So the server's making better revenue the chefs on the line who, you know, you may have a frustrated rock star sitting there waiting to do something really interesting. And this is a chance for them to step out, do something fun, come out to the table, talk to people, get those relationships going so that the party really has kind of a host to it that is not just the server, but is also the person who's created this really interesting thing. And it can be bar chefs. I mean, there's so much going on in cocktailing these days. And and in Columbus alone, we have an incredible ecosystem of craft breweries and distilleries and coffee roasters and wineries popping up all over the place that there's an unlimited supply of amazing creativity available for everybody to experience and start to get a relationship with. So back in the day, five years ago, when I went to Cameron, the original concept was, boy, I'd really love it if I could just go somewhere and sit at a table in a restaurant that they'd set aside where I could just try the menu and and I didn't have to feel funny about going by myself. So it was sort of an open community type table. Mm -hmm. And they really liked the idea about the incremental revenue on not busy nights. But one piece of feedback I got when I circled back around, I got busy and came back to them and said, is there anything that stuck in your head that maybe it wouldn't work? Because these are great advisors to have. I mean, they know everything about hospitality and food and operations. And they said, you know, people don't like eating with strangers. And that was the only thing that we kind of had a concern about. And I thought, you know, that's interesting because I'm just gregarious and I love meeting new people. And so it's not in my head to think that other people might not want to share a table with somebody they don't know. So I went back to the drawing board and I thought, you know, we need to circle this around something. There has to be an anchor point to it. And that was going to be... These should be remarkable. They should be something where even if you are seated at what we call a community table that anybody can join, there's at least a common theme and you're going to potentially meet people who have the same affinity for bourbon or a cuisine or something like that. And then we layered in on top of that uh, private table options. So what people can do is find an experience that they just want to have with their friends, family, coworkers, workers and um, order it up for a specific day and time that the restaurant is willing to do it, pay in advance, get everybody invited, either through the platform or you can choose your own methods, but it's really fun to be able to see who's coming, who's uh, responded and and manage your guest list from inside the platform. And, um, and we've got, you know, something for everybody. So if you want to meet new people, or you want to be with other people, great. If you want to just be with your close group of friends, we have that option as well.
1: Okay, so this well, you had me at Bourbon, so now I'm definitely gonna download <laughs> the app., See, <laughs> um, the Ocean Club or one of the restaurants, and well, maybe you can give us a a, a, a hint on who some of those restaurants are. So they decided on a, on a Tuesday night, they're gonna have a, a a a bourbon tasting or a wine tasting. And so the menu's already pre-planned. And so I look on the app, oh, look, there's a bourbon taste. It's not too far from here. It's a Tuesday night and it's going to cost everything in total. It's 50 bucks. And I'm in. But so I go by myself. But there's, like you said, a community table there that other people who have chimed in and we're sharing an experience. And, and I'm, I could be making two or three new friends. Exactly. Interesting. Because when I, when I, and maybe this was the early conversation you had with us uh, a while back, because I thought it was. I'm I, I'm having dinner by myself, and there's three other seats around the table, and the restaurant can basically say, "Well, this person wanted to sit and move through this, find this table. Do you mind if they sit and have dinner with you?" And, and I no, <laughs> yeah, I, and, and, and I'm a pretty outgoing person, but there's sometimes it's right. like, no, I think I just kind of want to sit here. and... Peace and quiet. So I, I right. love the concept that, that, that you've created.
0: Yeah. No, this is and this is exactly to the point of what Cameron's team said to me back in the day was if he really, if you just drop a stranger next to somebody, there's that doesn't really work out that well. But if somebody goes in knowing this is a thing, there's a theme, there's an event to it, and it's got you know some substance that everyone can kind of get around. Then you are going to draw people who would like to be with other people in that moment. But again, the really powerful piece is this private table kind of offering where the restaurants have decided... On Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays at six o'clock or seven o'clock seatings, we will deliver this experience at this price and everything is included. Nobody's got to get out their wallet once they purchase their seat online. That is incredibly powerful for them because it does so many different things on, uh, you know, an inside the restaurant level and gets us back to that relationship that a lot of restaurants used to have with people where you you come in and you see somebody that you know who's working there. And it's not just kind of I'm ordering off the menu and whoever happens to be in the cycle that night is my guy. You're starting to get a relationship with the kitchen and the food and the, the people who are in service. Because there are servers who are going to be really into this and the restaurants will identify them as the great hosts for that evening for these tables. But um, to circle back I kind of drifted off on you so that people would understand what we were talking about you asked about how long it takes to build one of these things. And so the concept is really important. And I think one of the things that I've learned over a few decades of being an entrepreneur and running my own business is that you, you don't even bother going anywhere near building a web-based application, which is what this is. We'll, we'll turn it into an app once we're done tweaking. Um, but for right now, it's simple and easy and no downloads necessary. If anything, you just go to joinmytable.com and um, you can see and buy from there. But To get to that, we really needed to work out the real-world business problems we were solving to make sure that it was valid, to do market research. So I think we spent an incredible amount of time, I'm going to say close to two years, really digging into how can this functionally work inside a restaurant when you have a kitchen. And if you know anything about kitchens, they run like Swiss watches when they're great. And what we're asking them to do is suddenly interrupt that flow on particular nights and times to deliver something outside of what they do. And, and a great kitchen and a great group will embrace it and go, okay, we'll just figure it out. I mean, we've got it's going to stay in line with what we do, and this is how we pick the things that we'll do and then you know that getting those problems solved first then helps you determine all right now how does my part of the equation have to work for this how do i eliminate friction for the restaurant for the guests for everybody in the process and that's really what technology has done for us the big underlying piece of what i've done here is tried to a eliminate friction b solve some inventory problems where I've got a room and I'm paying for the lights and the people and the everything. And I don't have that many people in seats and also try to get people reconnected with each other in real life versus looking in their phones all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that, and, and truthfully as a person who's worked in technology and built over 300 websites for amazing clients, My largest fear as a human being is that we have a whole generation of people who have lost the art of conversation, who feel it's less threatening to be able to hide behind personas and Facebook profiles and everything else. I mean, when's the last time you saw someone post something on Facebook that was vulnerable? I mean, all we're doing ever in digital is putting out our best You know, it's like we're on a terminal first date with everyone we know. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: funny, but you're right. Yeah, Yeah, we're on the terminal first date. Wow.
0: (laughs) So, you know, we need to get back into that real world space. And I'm hoping that what we offer to people is so compelling that they'll be like, I really want to go do this thing and I want to be with you guys. And hopefully they'll choose. We're not going to supply it because I think that's overreaching, but hopefully they'll put their phones in a box in the middle of the table and let them go, you know?
1: So is that something that, well, maybe you, maybe the restaurants do put a box at these tables and say, feel free to put your phone in here and enjoy a conversation with the people around the table.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, with all brands, it has to fit in with, how far the restaurant wants to go with being a part of that message. You right, know? Right. Because a lot of, uh, I just heard about this the other day, there's some sort of three phone rule or something that um, millennials in particular follow because they're the digital generation where before looking down at your phone, if you're in a group at a table, you have to check to make sure that no more than three people are also looking at their <laughs> oh, really? It's a rule of three or something so that you everyone doesn't devolve completely into just being on their phones. And I just, I don't know. I mean, when I reach back into my memory of of, of happiness, it's when everybody was listening to one another and hearing a funny story that you then could share with other people. And that screen time is just, it's a little scary.
1: It, it, it really is, uh, and I, actually, I interviewed a gentleman who's the CEO of the South Carolina Association of CPAs, Chris Jenkins, who's a technology guy. But he basically he said the same thing: we've got to get back to back to communicating. We get you know, technology is there not to be the be all end all; it's there to help us, but not it's uh, it's also hindering us from conversation. Uh, and, and I having a seventeen uh, year old son. At times, I think it's great that he doesn't talk to me because I don't hear sarcasm or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, really, Dad. I mean, he's a lot nicer when he texts versus sometimes when he talks. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, but we we do need to get back to um, that Sunday dinner at Grandma's or that you know every other night sitting at the table. Uh, and, and I know we've kind of gotten away from it. I, I love the concept now. And I, as I'm thinking about this, is this going to be launched locally and grown nationally, or is this going to go national? How is that going to work?
0: We really, you know, it's part of the path of a lot of startups is the local first, small, let's see, let's, you know, kick the tires, make sure everything's okay. And yes, so Columbus first and then outreach. And I I wish I could tell you where we would go next. I think we have a lot of regional, cities that are very powerful and have great chef stories in them and great food stories. Pittsburgh was just named the number one food city in the country or something by someone reputable. And uh, <laughs> Cleveland is also great. Oh, yeah. um, I think the weird thing about the Columbus market that I'm hoping to address through um, the the social posting that we end up doing and other stories we end up telling is we don't really talk about the chefs that much, and, and I'm really hoping that we're able to start telling those stories very aggressively. Um, there's some amazing food that's being created here, some amazing creativity, not just in kitchens, but also in the, the breweries, the distilleries, the coffee roasters. Um, there are these guys on High Street at uh, one line coffee that are just amazing. They do fair trade. They travel all over the world. They find really amazing stuff. and it's just it's one of those little hub kind of places that you want to say, "Wow, where how how did you do this?" and 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 they do some tasting kind of events on Saturdays that people can pay for and 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 go to. And I really encourage people to reach out and look for those kind of events, even if they're not on my platform because we do have so many incredible people. And again, that's the other part of this people connection story is I would like people to start getting to know those people, the people behind these great food and beverage experiences.
1: Yeah, that that would be cool. Cause I, I always liked it. You know, I have every now and then eating at a restaurant, the chef will come out and, and, and ask how was everything. And, you know, kind of get some feedback and it, it wouldn't take a whole lot of time, but it, it was, it was nice when they, when they did and in, in making that, that connection, uh, uh, with us. So, um, this is going to start off in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, can you share the names of maybe some of the restaurants that are, are part of your, your, your program here?
0: Sure. Um, Because by the time everybody hears this, (laughs) these will all have been out there. So uh, it's not so much a secret now when everyone's listening. Um, Refectory came on board very early. Kamal Bulos is one of the greatest restaurant guys, sommeliers, and marketers on the planet. I mean, back in the day in 2009, he won an award um, for small business of the year from the chamber or something because... And you've got to remember those were the dog days for restaurants, right. particularly of the Great Recession. He made money. He increased sales. Wow. <laughs> in that wow. year, Which is insane Yeah, because he is a relationship guy. And when you go there, there are relationship things happening and remarkable things happening. I went to a dinner there once. They served a cuckoo egg. Okay. I mean, come on. A cuckoo egg? <laughs> Yeah, what am I going to talk about the next day when I'm sitting around with people? You know what I had last night? A cuckoo egg. How did it taste? Well, like an egg, but it was a cuckoo egg. You know, I mean that it's that kind of really amazing thinking and and contemplation of the guest experience that that restaurant delivers. Cameron's team is uh, stepped up to the plate with the Avenue. Um, putting together a really beautiful um, four-course meal that's paired really well with various things. We got Polly G's pizza. This kid is amazing. He, he's under 30, probably like 26, I think, or 27. And right out of OSU, went to spend a year in New York city with uh, Polly Giannone who started Polly G's in Greenpoint in Brooklyn. And this guy has been voted number one pizza in New York city multiple years. And TJ, who went up there uh, to, to do this tutoring, went through a year of being underneath him and then convinced him to let him bring one of the polygeists here to Columbus. And I think it was the first one outside New York City. The pizza's outstanding. He's a great energetic force, and he's partnered with other great purveyors here in town, like Catsinger's. They have a Catsinger's pizza with their pastrami on it. They've got a Ray Ray's Hog Pit Barbecue brisket-based pizza. He does a vegan selection of pies. I mean, that kind of stuff is Great. I mean, it's really interesting work. We've got Napa Kitchen and Bar up in Dublin. They're doing an introduction to wine tasting, where you get five pours, and there are um, menu items matched sort of family style, like the party, so that you can just really enjoy that and learn how to taste wine if you've never figured that out. I'm trying to think of who else we've got. Anybody in Westerville? At Creekside, these guys are phenomenal, and they're doing a low-country seafood boil where you can take up to 20 people and put them down to the table with butcher block paper, and they're going to dump out this amazing seafood, authentic low-country boil with southern sides kind of experience. So wide range of all kinds of experiences and a five-course surprise French country wine dinner with Chef Richard. You're not going to know what you're going to get, but he's going to deliver it. And we also have the Whitney house involved. Oh yeah. Wonderful operator. Ian Brown, who, you know, used to work with Bravo Brio for 20 years, finally jumped out on his own with chef Max Avon and chef Max is going to do another. It's a little more intimate. It's two to six people as is chef Richard's two to six people. He'll do whatever's in the pantry. Whitney house style and just deliver something amazing with paired wines. So it's those, those are the kind of experiences and the price ranges are going from $50 up to $150 depending, um, on what's involved in the preparation and and service.
1: That sounds great. I I love the Whitney house. I'm a big fan of Ian. uh, And when he was at, uh, Bravo, uh, bon v Mary was over there a lot I we got to, I, he and Mary go back a long way and I got to know Ian over the years and, and love the restaurant uh, and, and i and i 'm glad i I, I was thinking about because we 're recording this it's it 's right now about twelve forty five in the afternoon and i'm i 'm going to interview somebody we 're going to talk about food. I'm glad I went ahead and ate lunch before having this conversation, because <laughs> I'm hungry now. Just listening to this, I would be—I'd be starving if I hadn't had the foresight to eat ahead.
0: No, t- yeah. Oh, these business meetings I've had to have are terrible. What? Oh, food? No. Yeah. I think I picked the right thing.
1: I I think you did. And and I was going to ask, I guess Whitney House might be one of the closest to us. We live in Westerville. Anything up in the Westerville area that, that are with you?
0: Not at the moment. Um, those that that roundup that I just named for you um was a very carefully selected because I know everybody who's in that mix really well and understood that that on the operation side, I was probably going to get my best feedback and understanding of where hiccups would happen because if the best operator can't execute it for a thing, then it's going to be a real problem. and we gotta fix it or find a way to fix it. So we're, we we uh, at the time, uh, that we start we're rolling out with just those and gradually starting to talk to others and we'll be adding to that mix. I mean I'm hoping I have a an interactive Google map of all of the potential restaurants that could accommodate this kind of thing and there are over 200 of them in the Columbus metropolitan area. Really? So anybody. Yes. Yeah, anybody could end up on this, and we're certainly going to be trying to engage people on social to tell us, who do you want to see doing something, and what would you ask them to do? What's your favorite restaurant, and what kind of thing would you like to see them pull out the stops on? And we'll follow those leads and try to make those things happen.
1: Oh, that's cool! Uh, how are you getting? Uh, how are you getting the word out? Uh, I know you're probably you know keeping it in until it's actually live, but if it, once it goes live tomorrow, how are you getting the Columbus community? Uh, how are you informing them?
0: Well, it's funny because I I finally put up a nice little video slideshow of of, an, of a brief overview of how it works. It was like a minute long, and it had over 500 views within two days, and I wasn't you know, I'm not a big Facebook person. I have kept my list very small, but a number of people from my list then shared it on their networks. And it's really kind of amazing that network effect that if something really resonates with people, and I think that's the thing that is such a good sign for us is that that level of share in a brief period of time means that this is something people think would be really cool and and so I think it's going to end up getting shared pretty widely pretty fast, so my biggest fear, and I may live to regret putting this out there before i even out the gate is that we run out of inventory you know that we have to hurry and scramble and get a bunch more um, restaurants on board so that we can actually sell things but
1: that would be that' that'd be a good problem to have
0: that would be a very good problem to
1: have. <laughs> now, do you do you have a a, a Facebook business page for um for your business?
0: I do. Yes. And and it can be found at Facebook.com forward slash join my table friends, which I will start aggressively updating like a post a day starting today. It was funny because I, I racked it up last fall and I started doing things thinking that we were right on the eve of launch and then we for various reasons, when you ask about how long does this take to do, you never really realize. I mean, there's a rule of exponential growth <laughs> in scope that everybody goes through. And I thought we would be launched by January and it just wasn't going to happen. So I stopped contributing to those channels and I'm going to ramp them up pretty heavily. We have an Instagram channel that again is um, join my table friends. And then our Twitter feed is me at table founder. Cause I wanted that channel to be very personal and it's me talking directly to guests and sharing things that I think are really cool about what's going on. And, and I'm hoping to make that the, the really super personal channel, but we'll also certainly be responding to anybody who jumps in and wants a conversation.
1: So that, that Twitter handle again was? At Table Founder. At Table Founder. I, I, yeah,
0: you know that at sign right. and
1: then Table Founder. I've just now liked your Facebook page. Uh, I will Thank you. I will sh- I will share the posting that you uh, you did obviously when this comes out I I will help promote this as much as I can and, and and for my audience anybody in the Columbus Ohio area listening to this well when you listen to this go out to findmytable.com, download find the app download it this to me sounds like I got to try it at least once just to see, just, just to see what it's like. And, and, and my biggest fear is that I will love it and, and I won't be eating at home anymore and I'll go broke and destitute, but you know, but it's for, a good. it's for a good cause. <laughs> It's for a good cause. It's it's for a good (laughs)
0: cause. Well, and you know what? I should tell you, that's another really powerful component. I mean, we have lots of plans for how to grow this bigger and make it more meaningful over time, and one of them is certainly going to be building in a charitable component where imagine you're a Pelotonia rider and uh, the, the race here that we have in town for cancer, and you want, you know, your friends are tired after eight years of just giving you their 25 bucks. What if it was built into a meal? that you all shared together with the rider and, and you were at least getting a meal wow. <laughs> sure that you got your donation. in. so those we have, you know, I think the big intention of this business, even though it's grounded in solving a very real, very large set of operational problems is more about serving this really big people problem that we have about connection and community and 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 it's sort of like this little lure to bring people back into the party,
1: yes bring about, i i love how you keep, how you refer back to the party was something that you created when you were seven years old right and, and it has stuck with you ever since and uh, i I love the fact of getting back to to a, a community again and and I, I i i if i'm a uh if I can be a sousayer, fortune teller, I think this is going to blow up big time for you. I think it's going to be bigger than, (laughs) bigger than you, than you, your wildest dreams would ever take it because I just absolutely love the concept. I I, I think the the possibilities are unlimited. The, 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 the relationships with, with restaurants, with, with the chefs and and the, the creativity aspect of it. And I think that's what, what has me really excited about it because it's so creative and what the community can create makes the, the possibilities endless.
0: Well, and I will say, just to round this to your world, one of the biggest legs up that we got in this process of defining this was from BDO, Oh, the accounting firm, yes. that uh, is the 800-pound gorilla in the restaurant space in the United States. And their team jumped right into this and were so supportive and helping us solve and anticipate accounting level problems about, you know, and, and solve them, come up with a streamlined way for handling these transactions so that everybody gets what they're supposed to get. And we're staying inside sales tax lines and all the rest of that stuff. That was big.
1: That, that, that really, that, that really is big. And that, that's great that, uh, uh, I I didn't realize there were the 800 pound grill in the, in the restaurant space, but, um, yeah, if not a better group to, Help guide you through all the accounting tax issues and from state, local, federal level um that's that's awesome,
0: yeah. I mean, once you grow out when you're talking about online sales, you're into this horrible vortex because every state treats these things differently. We tax food and beverage in Ohio, Pennsylvania doesn't. you know what happens as you grow out the software? to have to handle all of those things. And there are third-party tools that you can look at, like Avalara is one of them. There are several of them who will you know, attach into your checkout system so that it calculates and gets all the stuff done the way it's supposed to get. But it's, I mean, those are the kind of larger issue things that you have to have in your head and on the roadmap when you build something like this, if you do intend to go large, and you can only get those anticipatory questions answered if you're dealing with good people who really understand that world.
1: Yeah, that's that's where the accountants come into play because they deal with a lot of a lot of the similar type of, of clients and, and have worked out a lot of these issues uh, and can provide that that guidance needed uh, in order to have a successful launch and then have uh, a successful business practice and also be there when uh, unexpected things pop up. But um, I, I love this concept. You've got me overly excited about this, and, and hopefully, <laughs> as, as people are listening to this episode, if you're in the car, listen to us, pull off the side of the road, take out your phone, download the app, and, and get back into a community. I, I can't thank you enough for taking time out of, out of. <laughs> obviously, your very hectic day, and we're the day before launch, so you've got to be on pins and needles, and telling us about this, and this will be airing the the week of, what did I say, August? Yeah, I think August August 21st, so it'll be live for just a little under a month. And you might you might already have heard about this prior to listening to this episode. And, Chris, I'll get all this information uh, on, on the website, uh, on my website, how to contact you. We'll get the Twitter handles, your Facebook, all of that there. And we'll begin uh, promoting it that week of, of August 24th.
0: I appreciate that, Pete. Just a quick note that it's not an app yet it will be eventually it's it's all they have to do is go to join my com. nothing to download just you can zoom through it's a very mobile friendly website so it feels like an app but um it's that's a smart aspect uh on the development side is to do it this way so you don't have to keep asking permission at the app stores when you update code as you fix things and then eventually once you've got that all smoothed out then you you move to the app thing so yeah, just wanted to make sure nobody went looking in the iTunes store and went, oh, must have failed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, thank you. Thank you for cor- uh, correcting me on that. So, yes, yeah, so go to joinmytable.com, sign up, and enjoy the experience. So thank you for clearing that up. And if you could do me a favor, if you could send me that video that, that you posted, we'll, we'll put it on the website as well.
0: Oh, beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone, for listening.
1: Thanks, Chris. Great talking with you. Bye now.
0: Bye-bye.
1: I would like to thank Chris again for being a guest today and bringing Find Your Table to Columbus, Ohio. You can tell my excitement around her concepts throughout the conversation. I'm so looking forward to her to get this up and running because I want to test it out myself. I've partnered with the Maryland Association of CPAs and the Business Learning Institute to bring an exciting new learning opportunity for accounting professionals to earn CPE credits. You can earn up to one self-study CPE credit for each completed podcast episode purchased for only $29 through the Maryland Association of CPAs and the Business Learning Institute self-study website. The podcast episodes are mobile-friendly. Open your browser on your smartphone, tablet, or computer. Go to the MACPA BLI self-study account and listen to an episode. Take the review and final exam while you're working out or after listening to an episode on your commute to and from work. It's that easy. While all selected Improv is No Joke podcasts are available on my website, only those purchased through the MACPA BLI self-study website are eligible for CPE self-study credit. You can get detailed instructions by visiting my website at petermargaritas.com and clicking on the graphic, Listen, Learn, and Earn, Improv is No Joke podcast on my homepage. I hope you enjoy this exciting and flexible new way of earning CPE credit. Remember, you can subscribe to my podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. If you'd like to purchase a personalized signed copy of my book, Improv is No Joke, Using Improvisation to Create Positive Results in Leadership and Life, for $14.99 and the shipping's free, please go to my website and you'll see the available now on my homepage. Just click and go to the shopping cart. In addition, you can download Improv is No Joke audiobook for 14 dollars so you can listen on the go. You can follow me on social media. You can find me on Facebook by searching The Accidental Accountant. My Twitter handle is at P. Margaritas. Connect with me on LinkedIn by searching my entire name and on Instagram by searching P. Margaritas. In episode 65, I interviewed Debbie Peterson, who's a keynote speaker, keynote trainer, and mindset expert who works with companies to create increased bottom-line results through greater clarity in communication and leadership. Thank you again for listening, and I would greatly appreciate it if you'd leave a review on iTunes. Remember to use the principles of improvisation to help you better connect and communicate with those in your organization and personal life.